One of the things that I uh, tend to do each night uh, just before heading up the stairs to bed uh, is to stand in the garden. And uh, I stand there um, not as a, a nocturnal excursion to examine that the, the boundaries are all safe or um, to go and see how the flowers are doing. Um, but because I'm a dog owner and I want a check that I'm going to try and get a peaceful night, that he's rested and won't need to get up during the night, even if I might have to. So I do that. I make sure that he's comfortable. But of course, it also gives me the chance to stand and look up at the night sky. And at this time of year, that can be a bit of a double-edged sword. Because it can be very chilly standing in the garden at 11 o'clock at night in November, December, January, the winter months, even into February when there might even be an even colder night to come. But on those coldest nights, you also get the clearest skies. The two go together. So I get to marvel at the stars just twinkling in the darkness. The stars that people for generations have looked up and spotted and observed. And uh, this time of year, I get to see my favourite constellation, which is Orion. You know, I think because you can spot it when you're quite young, it's got those three stars across the middle making its belt, and it, it's quite recognisable. Orion is spotted three times in the Bible. Twice in the book of Job and once in Amos. And each of those passages, the writer is not thinking of the shape of the constellation. He's not referring to it as a mighty hunter, which is something we might get from Greek mythology. But the Old Testament uses Orion and other constellations to bring to mind the amazing power of God who created all things. It contrasts with us poor humans, particularly as the, the Hebrew name for that constellation of iron, Kessel, uh, means the fool. We are foolish in comparison with the greatness of God. And there's something of that in our reading this morning from David. But the then king of Israel, as he speaks of moons and stars, uh, of the moon and the stars, and all the species of the earth, the flocks and herds, the animals of the wild, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, 
he goes a bit further than the creation narrative. In the story of creation, the story of the beginning that we get in Genesis 1, we hear about the people being made and even being put with dominion. But David recognises that not only does God give us that care of the earth, he cares about humanity. The God that created everything has something special in mind for us. We are made, according to these poetic words, a little lower than the angels. Just a little lower than the angels. And we are crowned with glory and honour. And I wonder at the start of this new year, is that how you feel? Is that how you feel about yourself? Do you feel that you are special? That you are loved? That God has great compassion for you? Because that is how he thinks of you. You're just a little lower than the angels. For some reason, we humans have a habit of uh, forgetting how deeply God cares for us. The Heavenly Father knows us in a most intimate way. Jesus said that each hair on our head is numbered. And perhaps there's times if we've gone astray that we wish it wasn't so, that he didn't know us that well, but nothing is hidden from him. It's because of that knowledge, because the fact that sometimes we don't get things right, sometimes we don't follow his path, sometimes we fail to worship, sometimes we are not able to be the people that he would want us to be. It's because of that knowledge of who we are that the Heavenly Father chose to send his Son among us. We've been celebrating over Christmas how a baby was born in Bethlehem and our manger scene is still here in the church giving us that reminder but we remember as Christians that he came not simply to be a baby but so that our sins can be forgiven that we can have new life God would not have sent him had he not thought of you as being special and loving you so much. Come the weekend, we will probably all have got our decorations down. Most of us tend to do it by the twelfth night. Um... Though in some traditions, you can leave them up till Candlemas. That's the 2nd of February. So if you don't get your decorations down, if you've not got them down already, don't worry. 
But the story of God's love does not end when the tree is no longer in the living room. The story of the love of God continues. He continues to care. He continues to think of you. Each one of you. And I pray that in this new year, you will continue to have time for him. To think of his ways. And maybe also to think of how you might share his compassion. His love that he has for you with others. Amen.